Hello everyone, my name is Tatiana Gefter, I use she-they pronouns, and I am playing Alma of the Veil with the Gravedigger playbook. Hi, my name is Nishit Zaya, I use any pronouns, and I am playing Fletcher the Witch. My name is Janine Florence Asinto, I use they-them pronouns, and I play Haku Bayani, Starkeeper. Hello, my name is Okta, I go by they-them pronouns, and I will play male three strings. From the Weaver's Hi, my name is Harper Sage Pettit. I use they or she pronouns, and I will be your guide for this season of Queer PG of Kith and Pen. Content warning for this episode includes emotional manipulation, physical assault, unconsciousness and unresponsiveness, and ghosts and spirits. Hi, Mom. I don't know what color I'm writing this in, which is really scary, but I'll I'll get to that later. Have you ever heard of two Portsmore gods called Tor and Gren? Um, they're missing. I don't know how much I'm supposed to write in this letter, but I am in Portsmore right now. It's going okay. It's very rainy. It's really hard. But since we got here, it's been crazy. As soon as we got to town, everyone was freaking out. And, well, we met their serval named Birch, and they sent us out. And I went to their spirit island, and it was really, really weird because they're were druids and they were doing some dance or something and afterwards we were talking to them and they told us that one of them teller had a vision that the lastings cracked and sunk and it was really scary and right behind them there was this big orb of glowing energy called a a thoughts more neo thinks it's called a, a memory weaving but i'm not sure what to call it anyway i touched it and i saw the gods it was really strange. Everything was blue and weird, and there was a big crack sound, and I saw that thing that was described as a human when we were kids. It was big and purple and got really mad at the gods and took them away, and it felt really sad and weird, and I don't really know what to think of it. What I was told was that there was a lot of grief and big emotions left in these thoughts more things and that they're memories, but I'm not sure. I've never seen anything like it, and I was wondering if you or mom know anything about this, but Alma's ship is broken, being repaired by lizards, and I just am kind of freaking out because a lot of weird things are happening. There were some books that were stolen here, ones like about the Great Uprising. I'm not very good at history. And the other one's in some ancient language that no one can read. Also, Lauren stole some books. Actually, no, Lauren didn't steal any books. Sorry, that was me lying. But someone stole some books from Zell, um, and Lauren broke up with me. Sorry I haven't told you guys. I I know I need to write more. I'm sorry. But yeah, all of this happened, and now color is gone here. Is color gone there for you? I really can't see anything, and it's really hard to tell what potions are what in my pockets, and I don't know what's going on. There was a big gray cloud, and it came from the island where we saw the thoughts more thing, and 
I don't know. I really miss home. I'm really confused. Please tell me that everything's okay over there. Bye. We pick up with everyone on the Flying Dutch Kith. Just after this kind of wave of gray washed over the land of Portsmore, Calix and Birch are still there with you. The fabricators are still there. They've stopped working. And the city is very, very quiet as you look out at this, like, wash of gray. And Birch just looks around and says, Uh, do you all know what's going on here? No. No, not at all. We should we should go to the to the to the right to the island, yeah? Yeah, island. Calix speaks up. You might also want to go to the Crystal Shrine to speak with Teller, the high caretaker of Gleam, the the god of of prisms and rainbows. They they might know what's going on. Not to jump to conclusions here, but with a lot of gods going missing. And since you all have a god of prisms and rainbows, I have a feeling we have another god that's gone missing. I think I think that maybe we may find another thoughts more in there. <gasps> You're right. If that happens when, when gods are plucked out of their duties. It's a pretty major event. That makes sense. So should we go to the shrine first or Spirit Island? Or in the same place? Where is the Crystal Shrine? Crystal Shrine is not too far from here. I can I can show you how to get there. And in fact, I feel like if it's all right with you, Birch, I might accompany them for a while. As long as you escort me back to the the town hall, I think that would that would be fine. Yeah, you're definitely gonna need an escort. I think. Hey, what do you want me to do? And you see Teal standing close by. Should we continue to work on this? Yes. Yeah. Please. We shouldn't put a, a hold on. Everything, just because <laughs> everything's gone gray. Um, I'm sure it'll all be fine. We should just keep not panic and keep going on as normal. We'll figure it out. Just maybe focus on this for right now. That makes a lot of sense. And Teal turns, gives like a high-pitched whistle. All the little lizard workers turn to them. All right, you heard them. Let's get this back going. And they kind of like scurry about and start um, fixing things back up. So I remember that you said that the this mode was getting fainter and, and smaller as time went by in Spirit Island. If we if we do want to try and catch it or preserve it with, with weavings or through some other sort, maybe to bring it back as proof or to, or to maybe try and dive deeper into it, Maybe we should go there before we go to the crystal shrine. Also, if there is... Because it could have been fresh and over time the gods were gone. If the colors are gone now, maybe there's a new, bigger thoughts more at the shrine that is already there. Maybe we can split up and try and catch both if possible. I don't really know how magic works. I'm more of a stars kind of a... Kind of a kith. This feels a little out of my element. Yeah. Ghosts are my thing, not, you know, spells. So uh, my mentor told me a little bit about these things. 
let me just go back real quick to my loom. I've got some notes in there. Maybe I could figure something out if we want to try and catch it. Yeah, for sure. I was thinking now to try and use the, the to get some tokens, maybe, and I was... Because it seems like we're going to start getting against some things that are going to be more difficult to deal with. Um, so in, in Wonder Home, right, we can use, we can get tokens if, for example, we inconvenience ourselves uh, to help someone else. And I was thinking maybe the, the only option to capture these things is to have like a lot of equipment. And I was thinking maybe we need to carry the whole loom up there or, would be very or, or something to that effect. I don't think I would be able to give a token out for doing that. I see the inconvenience yourself, like to go, you go out of your way to help somebody else. Okay. So kind of like acts of selfishness that, of selflessness that leave you. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So Neo will, will still uh, go back to, to their loom, ruffle through notes and papers and old designs and try and see if there's anything that is escaping their mind on how to potentially try and capture or preserve the moors. Go ahead and give me give me an instinct roll. Seven. So you find in your notes vague instructions from your previous teacher of weaving that detail how to do this, but it's gonna take time. Probably figuring it out as you go, you'll only have time to preserve one of the thoughts moors. Now We'll just rush all the way back up from from the loom. Okay, so I I think I maybe fell asleep during the class or I, I got distracted. So uh, I don't have the like quick way of doing it, but I have there's there's a way, but it will take quite a bit of time. So what what you were saying, um, and and just like looks at Ahoku, um, Haku, this I think we should go to the fresh one. Plus, I mean colors. That's way more important than just water. Is it still raining? It's still raining. When Neo says that, Haku like cub- comes up, comes up to them, and just gives a nice little hug because Haku can see that there's a little bit of stress, especially with color, with like the the loss of color in this moment. Okay, what can we? Is there anything we could do to help you in this? And I'm sure, I'm sure I will probably fuck up at some point. Just be there if magic gets maybe out of control i wouldn't want anything even worse to happen okay i'm just gonna pat nail on the back and just be like don't worry i'm sure you got it i trust you to the shrine to the shrine to the shrine i guess we should escort a birch back home first huh uh, th- th- that would be really appreciated <laughs> um i'm pretty nervous well don't don't let them see that you gotta hold your head up high here, Captain. I will. I will try. And he sort of like takes a deep breath and like grounds himself, takes a like a power stance, and says, "All right, let's do this." Would you like a piece of candy? Depends on what kind of candy it is. He can't tell what color things are anymore, so <laughs> it takes a while. And then his pocket of candy for people like he looks at the pile in his palms and he goes usually i know what flavor everything is but you can just pick one from here if you recognize anything without their colors did they like reach in and grab something and they unfurl it pop it in their mouth take a couple like socks on it butterscotch not my favorite but it'll do sorry 
Yeah, I don't really label these. Yeah. You live and you learn, right? It's fine. Let's go. Labels are overrated anyway, right, Fetcher? Yeah. So the six of you head out. Birch just kind of like crawls up. Calyx hops on his shoulder and basically just rides the, the whole whole way there. The city is, again, like torrentially downpouring and the the streets are like pretty much empty and again just like very quiet um you do see people every now and then and birch calls out to them as as you you pass by them it would probably behoove you to uh, go back to your place of residence until we can figure out uh, a plan all right we've we've got this uh, yes, uh, please, citizens, please return to your, your places of of residence. We need order and calm in the streets at this time. And those folks would kind of all go away except one one giant, um, kind of like a cow kith walks over and says, Listen here, if you can't tell me what the heck's going on, I'm just gonna keep doing what I want to do, alright? And they walk over to their their cart of goods and start kind of walking down the street like ringing a bell. Goods for sale! Anybody need some goods? Goods for sale! And Calyx and them walk over and try to like stop the 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 person with the cart and they're really struggling to get them to to stop what they're doing i was gonna walk on over there uh you know arms crossed over her, her chest as she looks up at you know this pretty significantly large kith and she's just gonna go hey they're just trying to look out for you why are you being so combative to people looking after you i've huh? got a living to make well, you're not going to be making much of a living if there are no customers out here to buy your goods because everyone's panicking. Well, for me, I'm panicking and this is the way I'm dealing with it. Well, you know, we all we all deal with things in different ways and I can respect that. But, you know, the, the serval of your lovely, you know, nation is trying to keep everybody safe. And if you're going against that, it's not it's not that you know, we want to stop you from doing what you want to do is that we, we, we want to keep you safe and out of harm. And to be honest, like we don't fully understand what's going on. So until we figure out what's happening, we just want to make sure that nobody gets hurt in the meantime. Go ahead and give me a heart roll. <laughs> so that's two sixes and a two, baby. So that's a 14. Oh, Heck yeah. So the cow just kind of like looks back and forth down the street and, and Calyx was like standing at the front of their cart, kind of pushing back against it as the cow was like pushing forward and they stop and say, well, uh, I think it would just calm my heart to, to sell a good or two. Would you mind quote unquote buying something from me? What do you sell? Um, and you look down and it's just like a cart full of random like knickknacks. Like lots of just like different trinkets. Oh, I love knickknacks. Is there anything in particular that might catch my eye? Go ahead and give me a D100 if you have a D100. That was a 49. You see a whistle 
that is seemingly made of bone. Like a miniature, like, rod whistle, not like a, a coach's whistle, yeah. Like a recorder. Yes, but, like, really small. Uh, what about what about this? How much would this cost me? Honestly, uh, we can just sh- shake on it. Um, that'll be good enough for me right now. Are you sure? Yes, I just, just had to sell, sell something, you know? That's kind of what calms me. All right, well, um... Let's let's shake on it then. Their hand kind of wraps around Alma's much smaller hand because they're probably like close to like seven feet tall. Like they're they're a tall kith and shakes y- y- your hand vigorously, kind of shaking your whole body, <laughs> almost like, like whole body, <laughs> like shakes. Well, if you are needing any trinkets, just come see me and and let in, let all your friends know as well. Yeah, no, for sure. We'll we'll do absolutely. We we're, we've we've kind of got to run right now because we're trying to fix this. But um, once we fix it, we know where to get our knickknacks. I, I, I understand. I guess I'll be going home now. Thank you. Fantastic. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day. Let's go, gang. Birch says that, that was quite impressive. Yeah, I think Alma Alma really knows how to talk with people who. Who try to continue carrying out their responsibilities in the in the in the, in the face of chaos? <laughs> what are you What are you trying to say here, Neo? Neo holds it for like barely a fraction of a second, and then just got like looks into their feet, like I mm, misspoke. So you all carry on through the streets, turning people back. Birch giving them kind of calm, reassuring messages that everything's fine. They're, they're handling it. You drop Birch off at Town Hall, and you head over to the Crystal, the Crystal Shrine. It's not too far from from Town Hall, actually. And as you get past Town Hall, you can finally see it can, off in the distance. This again, like tower made of this sort of like crystally see-through material not like anything else around and it's also not necessarily building shaped it's more of like a a giant crystal and the the closer you get you have this this feeling like again especially fletcher that like something is drawing you in in that direction and you get up to the tower, open the, the giant, like, crystal doors. Calyx leads you inside. You have to go up, like, this massive, like, winding staircase made of crystal. You get up to the top. There is a giant, uh, like, prism-shaped crystal that is, like, hanging from chains from the ceiling. On the ground, kind of in a lump or a pile kind of haphazardly laying there is a stoat in a flowing robe seemingly unconscious and a stoat if you don't know is similar to a mongoose but smaller um calyx is this person usually asleep over here and as you ask that like uh calyx like rushes over and yells back uh, no, look, this is not like them. And they start, like, trying to, like, fidget with them, like, kind of rouse them, tapping them, like, shaking them a little. They're not waking up. Do they have a pulse? <laughs> I I don't know. I'm not a medical person. I, I just, it's not my strong suit. 
Alma, Alma, can you check? Oh, oh my yeah, god, yeah, Alma. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Hold on, yeah, I'm almost gonna walk over and um, kneel down next to the person and um, put her fingers against their, their neck to try and find the, the pulse. Give me an, I think, an instinct roll for this one. Okay, so that is a 11 total. Yes, they they have a pulse. It's fairly strong and steady, but definitely just, like, knocked out cold. Seemingly from exhaustion, though. They're fine. They're fine. They're alive. Looks like they just passed out from exhaustion. Uh, here, we can we can make them more more comfortable, but... They're they're okay. They'll they'll wake up um on their on their own. They just need to kind of recuperate their their energy. But we can make them more comfortable uh for when they wake up so their back doesn't hurt. I'm gonna stretch this this person out on their on their back and I'm gonna um take off my my jacket and I'm gonna like wrap it up, bundle it up and turn it into a pillow and just put it under like the back of their neck. Calyx, is is there only one kith? in charge of this site? There tend to be a few more. They come and go. Um, and they, they might be here in the tower somewhere, but Teller is, again, the, the head caretaker. Try to think, when you saw the purple thing in the air, how would it look if it wasn't purple? How, how can we find the purple thing if we can't see purple? Well, it was a floating orb, um, and it didn't have a smell. Um, there, there was also a cold feeling with it oh yeah i guess just describe how you'd start looking for it in this kind of like a kind of circular room but like the rough jagged edges of a a crystal as well and again at the center is this like massive prism hanging from a chain that like goes all the way up to the the ceiling which is about 40 feet up it's a pretty tall ceiling fletcher's running laps trying to feel the cold running laps flaps fully out i I think Haku is just looking up, because it was a glowing orb, which you know what glows in the sky? Stars. So I think Haku is just keeping his head up to the sky and hoping that they'd find something up in the little rafters. You do eventually see a little brighter spot, like a, a glowing spot, about 20 feet above the the prism near one of the chains guys guys i think i found it i think i think is it okay okay so if you do if you tilt tilt your head like this and like look right at the chain it's right do, do you see it right there do you see it's a little glowing it's the one that's like pretty, pretty small it looks like it's glowing yeah it's up it's, it's up there so there's there that's i thought it was gonna be bigger oh it's actually not too small at this point like it's about the size of like a beach ball it's bigger than the one that you first saw on spirit island oh how did i miss that he's out of breath so how do we get it are we allowed to climb this chain thing do we have a ladder we could throw you Alma, that's dangerous it's it's right there. okay it's super windy Fletcher has a built-in parachute, okay? This is true. You just give him a little boost, and it's fine. You could throw me. Fletcher's literally fallen out of windows before and been fine, okay? Haku is laughing. They're, like, they're, like, on the ground, like, rolling and laughing at this comment. (laughs) 
Is what I'm saying so... I feel like what I'm saying makes sense. I feel like I make sense. I think you make sense. Like, I mean, how is it any more dangerous than you climbing up there and, like, slipping or something? Which is, like, very possible. I have done that also. Fletcher, I love you. I love you too. But... Dexterity isn't your strong suit. Like, I can lift you. I don't think I can throw you. I could do, like, a little, like, if we do, like, a little booze. Um, Calyx, can you throw me, buddy? And you notice, like, Calyx is standing behind Fletcher, like, kind of, like, hands ready, and says, I thought you would never ask. And picks Fletcher up just like takes a running start and like throws throws Fletcher up. Fletcher, give me a swift roll. Oh man. <laughs> okay. Um and I think you can take a plus one from from Calyx. Dice don't fail me now. Woo! Twelve. Describe what it looks like for you to sort of soar up to the the orb. For a moment, Fletcher becomes a bit of a football spinning through the sky. Fletcher's POV. Everything's very dizzy. Because there are no colors, it kind of all looks the same. And he loses a bit of sense of what is air, what is him, what is body, what's going on. And then for a moment, he sticks his arms out and stabilizes a little bit. Fletcher's gliding. It's beautiful. He's doing a little shake. And then he sees the, the, the thoughts more and stretches out his arms. This makes him more aerodynamic, and we are zooming towards it. You almost, like, would zip past it, but you, like, grab onto the chain and kind of, like, spin around it a few times, and then you're you're there hanging on the chain right next to the Thotsmore. Fletcher touches it. And you feel the cold as you kind of fade into this sort of, like, void space again. And you're no longer in gray anymore. You're you're in the tower. And again, it's kind of that, that purplish hue. You see Teller, the, the caretaker, kind of like standing near where they fell. Arms stretched out, hands open, eyes closed, muttering something. And you see this like aura of energy around them and the giant prism. Inside the giant prism is a sort of like, I would say undulating, but it's kind of like a shifting, like cloudy shape that every now and then like takes the form of a giant peacock. And every time it like shifts, it like casts like these different, or what you'd assume different colors uh, around the room. And the perspective sort of shifts kind of to look around the room and you see that giant purple smoky entity essentially they are going on a tirade about teller and how teller teller's weak magic won't last much longer and raises their hand energy forms in it and throws a beam at the 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 sort of sphere of energy around teller and the the prism that that energy kind of like cracks as it's hit the being takes another hand Doof. another crack Doof. another crack two hands Doof. the sphere shatters and teller collapses on the ground then the entity walks over to the prism reaches inside and pulls out the 
the energy known as Gleam, the god of prisms and rainbows, and then disappears. And then you're back. Whoa! Oh my god! Fletcher has to, like, remember to hold on to the chain. Are you okay? You probably should have strapped yourself in. I saw the human again. Uh-huh. It, it, it took Gleam and Bully Teller. Um, there's a, like, purple smoky human ghost around. Like around here? Now? Well, it seems to be traveling. It was just here, and it, 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 did, it did something to Teller, and it, it, it took... It took the god of prisms and rainbows. Like, t- took, guided, godnapped, reached into the prison down there, and grabbed Glean and vanished. The, the last time, he kind of scolded the goats into following him, into following him, right? This time, just straight up snatched. Well, I, I think I think Teller was protecting the god. Teller was doing some sort of magic, and and. And the purple human said that Teller was weak and that it wasn't going to work. And the the god was inside the prism. And then and, and then the human broke everything and then just reached in and grabbed clean. So maybe it wasn't just exhaustion. Did you say so he showed some magic at it? Yeah, like something that looked really powerful. Like a magic vault? Well, uh, Teller was standing with her arms open and, and saying some magic and it caused an aura of energy. But it, it, it cracked because of the human. Lutcher, this is a, a weird thing to ask. Can you just put your ear on the prism up there and see if there's any noise coming from it? Um, okay. He does it. <laughs> can, can you bring down the thing first? Can it be held and carried? It can't be held, because every time you touch it, you kind of go into it. And so, like, yeah, you, you would try to touch it again and then, like, kind of go through the memory and, and, and see it again and then come back. Uh, for you, it feels like a few minutes, but for everybody else, it's just, like, a few seconds. But, yeah, you can't hold it. Does it move? doesn't seem like with the, the touch it moves, but again... Like, you don't have to touch it very hard to, like, go into the memory. Fletcher's gonna try blowing at it real quick to see if it moves. Give me a swift check. Ten. You take a big breath and, like, blow at it, and it does start to, like, nudge a little bit. Using one arm to stay stable and use the other arm to, like, flap at it. With that, you would, like, slowly work your way down, like, flapping at it as it kind of, like, like nudges down. And eventually you, you're on on top of the prism, and the orb is, is close by. Can friends reach it now, or is it just slightly more manageable? It's slightly more manageable, but you're probably, like, a good, like, 10 or 15 feet off the ground still, on top of the prism. Can I put my ear to it now? The sound of, like, nothing. Like, it's not silence, it's like the absence of sound is what you hear. Um, it sounds like nothing. Like, it sounds like something, but like nothing. What, what do you mean? Like, y- y- you know when you, like, put your head underwater and you can't hear anything, but, like, there there's all this stuff in your ears? Yes. It's like that. Calyx speaks up and says, maybe we should wake up Teller somehow? I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of useless with this stuff. Don't say that. You did really well on the Fletcher throne. I can throw things, but I don't know magic and spiritual stuff. 
Like that's okay. You're you're doing great. Well, th- th- thank you. Alex, no one's ever thrown me like that before. I was like flying. In order to glide like that, I usually have to jump off like the tenth bridge in the lastings. Just so you know, the tenth bridge is really high. Haku goes through like their pockets and pulls out a little tin, um, and it's uh their chai mix that they have from home and goes over and was just goes is uh is there like a kitchen possibly where we can get some hot water this this tea is kind of something that keeps me up and wakes me up like right in the morning from from the lastings or i could just kind of like shove it underneath the nose and hope that happens but i feel like it should have a cup of tea wait if we're making tea can i come down there and join yes we still need the orb. Oh, yeah. Now that Fletcher's on the prison, can Fletcher try doing a, a double flap? <laughs> yeah, situation? with the double flap, it just takes like two of them before the the thoughts more is close enough to where Neyu can start examining it. Hey, hey, is anyone else out there obsessed with dice? Does anyone out there want to join the I have too many dice sets for my own good club? Or is this going to be a party of one? Because I would be the first to tell you that I have a dice problem. But I don't necessarily think that's the worst problem to have. So if you've got the same mindset, QueerPG has a fun little offer for you. If you head over to fanrolldice.com, you can use our code QueerPG10 at checkout to get 10% off your purchase. They've got gemstone dice, my personal favorite, They've got wooden dice, they've got metal dice, and a whole bunch of other designs and accessories to fit all of your dice gremlin needs. So, if you find you're itching for something new to add to your collection, head on over to fanrolldice.com and remember, QueerPG10, that's Q-U-E-E-R-P-G-10, at checkout to get 10% off. Have fun rolling! Neo will kind of look at, um, Calix and go, hey, maybe you could go down and see if Fletcher needs any help. And looks at you, looks over at Fletcher, and, well, I think they're they're pretty good. At, they, they, know, they know what they're doing, right? Yes. And he just, like, walks towards the orb, and happy about the resolution. And then, like, you see Calyx, like, pause and, like, look up off in the corner, and I'm like, yes, I'll, I'll yeah, Fletcher, can I join you and Haku? Yeah, do you want some tea? I would, I would love a good cup. That's great. Tea is so great. It is. Do you have a, a breakfast tea? Is it only that, that chai? Um, I have all sorts of tea, but I am kind of having trouble telling the difference between them right now without all the colors, but I, I can smell them. Sounds good. All right, let's go find a kitchen. Just three very good friends gonna go make some tea. <laughs> Let's go make some tea! So as the three of them head down the stairs, Neo, I guess, describe what it looks like to to get your your loom set up and start weaving. So, um, I brought most of the, kind of like the, the smaller pieces of it that I could need for this. Uh, one of them is a big wheeling circle. And I'm going to try and weave a tape strip that is almost a net. Um, it will have some holes, a bit, a bit kind of like a mesh situation. And hopefully it's circular and big enough that we can use it almost as a as a satchel. And the, the design Neo is going to go for is picking threads that 
No, things they know what colors they are from one side, and then on the other side, picking uh, threads of, of silver and black and, and white. Try and do uh, a tapestry of the city as Nail saw it when coming in with the flying ship, and it will be kind of like a, like an ombre situation where it goes from colorful rainy blue to just black and white, and just represent that in the satchel and, and, and try and cover it up and see if that can carry the, the, the thing out while stabilize, stabilizing the magic inside. So go ahead and give me a, a wild roll. So Alma, when, when you're trying to help people move on, or when you're trying to help spirits stay where they are, is there anything you do that could help them stay or be at peace with how they are? Maybe I could apply some of those principles. Uh, well, the, the thing about, you know, people and spirits is that you can talk to them. Like, it, it's, it's really nothing special. Most people just need to be listened to and, you know, be given the space to talk about their stuff. Like, especially, especially ghosts, because, you know, not everybody gets to say everything that they want to say before they go. So sometimes they just need that opportunity it's about feeling you know loved and cared for all right thank you that, that helps as neil keeps weaving they will like every now and again kind of like touch the memory and try and 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 gather a color palette from there and just try and listen to the memory that's a six and a three and a, a wild so that's ten everything that you said kind of starts to take take the form you start weaving this i imagine neu has like the instructions from the 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 professor uh, as well and they're like go, kind of going back and forth as they're like getting the, the the circle loom going following these instructions like doesn't make sense at first but as you're doing it like it just almost like your instinct takes over magic and like different things kind of like come around the weaving and out of the loom and that starts to happen and these like tendrils start to like kind of reach out from your loom and start grabbing like little essence little bits of essence from the 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 thoughts more and start like making it into another bit of thread that starts to go into the weaving you said like white, silver, and black. You can tell that there's like an, a new thread in there that's like this shimmery purple or would be this shimmery purple amongst those threads as you're starting to, to weave this like circular bag that would be be big enough to, to hold this thoughts more in its in its state. But again, this is gonna take take a while and just as you're working on that, what are you doing alma because you you see neyu kind of like get into the zone and like phase out well it's been like it's been a while since i've gotten to just see no like work and like do their thing so alma is like you know watching the way that their hands you know move across the threads and weave something together number one is very impressive because alma can't like see herself doing anything like that like detailed um like 
the most Alma works with Thread is when she's using Thread in like ritual practice and like sewing mouths and things shut. She's glad to see something beautiful being done, whereas, you know, she usually is doing something a bit more crude <laughs> with with thread. Um, so she just kind of, you know, sits there and, you know, watches new uh, work as a happy observer. So Alma, you just took a moment to describe the, or take in the beauty um, and describe it to the table. So I love that. So you, you have a token. While you're you're watching, observing, you maybe fidget a little bit and you feel that whistle in your pocket. Alma kind of like pulls it out and like kind of flips it around in her hands a bit. I'm kind of curious what this what this sounds like. She knows how most whistles work. So she just kind of brings it up to her lips and blows. You don't hear anything and you're kind of pissed because like this is like a not working whistle. Can I blow it harder? <laughs> you blow it harder and still nothing happens the air is going through the whistle like a, a whistle normally does and there's absolutely no sound besides just like the the air going through it i was gonna like shake it <laughs> like next to her ear like is there something in there blocking the something you you shake it you look in the holes and yeah it seems like everything's perfectly fine like no cracks in it just like a mouthpiece with like that little like scooped out bit and then like the the tunnel or channel that the the air would travel through and out out the bottom very simple like there's doesn't seem like there could be anything wrong with it if you want you could give me an instinct roll i think i will a seven you're kind of putting it together that since this is made of bone, that maybe it does have something to do with death or the dead or those who have passed on or still lingering. But part of your you kind of also realizes that maybe it's not working because, again, something with the gods, something with magic. And you might just have to test this out in, in more places. But whatever it's supposed to do, it's, it's not working here. She's just going to slide it back into her pocket. We go down the stairs with um, Fletcher, Haku, and Calix. Haku, you notice that Calix is walking next to Fletcher, and there's just the amount of space in between them for a sweet otter boy to like make like a, a, a three-kith sort of like walking crew to go down the, down the stairs together. Haku will happily go step in that beautiful little space. You you see Calix kind of like, oh, uh, hello there, Haku. Um, are you enjoying the tower? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm assuming it's much more vibrant with color. Oh, it's absolutely stunning. When the sun breaks through the rain clouds and, and hits this place, it's quite gorgeous. It can sometimes get a little hot, but it's it's wonderful. Good, good, good. Yeah. What's well, a nice? It's a nice location. Uh, I didn't say Spirit Island was also pretty cool too. So yeah, this is yeah, this is a nice little adventure. Maybe you and Fletcher and kind of like looks around uh, could come visit sometime after the colors are back. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Things tend to be better with colors. That yes, they do. 
Um, Fletcher and I were just talking about tea. I was letting them know that my favorite is a, a breakfast tea. Yes, I, I could do a green tea as well, but I prefer a, a good old standard black tea. Mm. You'll enjoy the chai, because uh, it's black tea. There's some, there's some nice tastes of, like... It's very it's a very warm taste, and it's very cool. It's a special blend that's only made on the lastings. That sounds delightful. You'll continue chatting as you get to, like, a, a, a middle level of the, the tower with lots of different, like, doors. Maybe we should try these. I've not really done any exploring here. I just got up to look at the, the prism and, and commune with Gleam. Yeah. There's gotta be a kitchen somewhere here. Uh, Haku starts knocking on doors. Hello? So the first one you knock at, you don't hear anything. Like, no, nothing in response. I check if it's unlocked. It is unlocked. You open it up, and it is a storage closet. Just, like, different supplies for, again, taking care of this facility, but also um, taking care of the, the prism to make sure it's nice and clean. So just, like, a lot of, like, cleaning powders and brooms and cloths and just different odds and ends supplies like that the next one you knock on is like you hear a just a minute and a shuffling about and then the door swing open uh and you see a a chicken dressed in a similar robe to teller and i say uh, uh hello can i help you hi i'm haku um we're here does does do, does this chicken realize that there is no color? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, good. Um, hello. Um, so we, we are here to help bring gods back. Hi, I'm Haku. Actually, we're kind of looking for tea to wake Teller up. Not tea. We're looking for hot water to make tea because Teller is asleep upstairs. I don't think they're asleep because, um, actually, um, hi, I'm Haku. We saw a human. The chicken just is like so confused, like with with it just as any other like social social interaction with that Haku and Fletcher seem to have. Um, it does not make any sense. Uh, it does not flow in a way that uh, typical Kith will talk in, and they say, "Excuse, excuse me." And uh, Calic steps up and says, I- "I'm." Truly sorry. Um, me and my friends here are, are helping dealing with this color thing. Um, and Teller is upstairs, who is passed out. And we're hoping to make some tea for them. Oh, my stars. Uh, Teller, are they okay? Um, well, we, we think Teller was using a lot of energy. And then a, a purple human came and cracked the energy a bunch of times. And now Teller's asleep. All right, I'm s- still not understanding everything, but do you do you need my my tea kettle? Oh yeah, that'd be great. All right, come on, come on in. Um, my name's Ton. Hi, Ton. I'm Fletcher. Yes, it's it's very nice to meet you. Even though I'm a little confused, who are you? Looking over at Haku. Hi, I'm Haku. Really nice to meet you. It's nice to meet you as well, and and we know each other. Uh, looking over uh, at Calix. Yes, we've I've been here before. Yeah, so, my name's Ton, and they take you inside their, like, little apartment space. It's not a lot. It's, again, made of crystal, and there's, like, a little small kitchen area there at the the front 
um, a living space with a, a cute little bed off in the corner. Um, lots of little, like, plants hanging from the the ceiling from different like twine chain um and like a little window with like lots of little plants um on the windowsill here i'll get it going and they put a crack a few rocks together some sparks fly and they get a little fire going over their tea kettle so um i'm one of taylor's assistants and i'm not as skilled as as they are in magic but i've i've been learning that's great how has your magic been since the color thing happened. Well, normally I could cast a little flame spell to start up the, the fire, but I haven't been able to do that lately, which is kind of weird. But then the colors started going, and I was like, am I going crazy? And then I talked to my friend, and they were like, no, I don't see colors too. And I was like, okay, thank the stars, I'm, I'm not going crazy. I mean, I'm a little crazy, but not all that crazy. I should still see colors, though. I have a question about color. What does purple mean to you? Um, to me, purple means, like, healing and respite, rejuvenation. What does purple mean to you, since we're asking? Ah, there, what? Memory and cold. And then, like, Haku, like, raises, like, (laughs) essentially an eyebrow and see if anything, like, sparks with, with, with him. With, uh, so seeing if talking about memory and cold triggers something with Tawn. Yes. Some people around here, um, especially people that can see those memory things, think purple is kind of like sacred for kind of like the past and trying to commemorate or something like that. Yeah, but I, I just deal with colors usually. Colors, rainbows, crystals, got a little knack for making plants grow. Hope I can keep them alive. I can't do magics, but, um... Oh, I could do a little flame spell. You just have to trust me, though. Y- yes, we, we trust. So, you know about the purple things, but you haven't seen them before? Oh, no. Not everybody can see them, just certain folks. I'm, I don't have that sight. How, how do you know about them? My mammy did, um, but I didn't get it. Who can see the purple spear memory cold things? Honestly, I've not done much research on it. When I talked to Mammy about it, she said just some people had that gift, or or the sight, as she called it. So, uh, how long has have you known about these things in Portsmore? My Mammy was a lot older than me, and she saw them, so... When did your your Mammy see them? I, I don't know. Maybe I could talk to her. She ain't alive anymore, though. We need somebody who could do that. I can't speak to the dead, usually, as well. <laughs> Again... Colors, plants, a little bit of flame spell. Haku starts doing the little, like, patty pat <laughs> at uh, Fletcher's shoulder. Ooh. Do, you, do you need to use the restroom? It's right there. No, no, no. We uh, Haku means that we have a friend who, who can talk to ghosts and dead people. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Is your friend here? Yeah, uh, just in, in the prison room. Oh, hell. Then you hear the, the tea kettle like kind of whistling sounds like it's time to to make some tea and get upstairs here uh they take the top of the kettle off throw some leaves in there haku does does some scoops of of the tea you there uh big guy and points to calyx grab these mugs yeah they they grab the tea kettle and like just start walking out so as y'all make your way back upstairs you get the the tea poured out cooled down enough to, to where you can start drinking it i'll I guess I'll do this, and they get down, um, 
and hold Teller's like head underneath their, their lap and tilt it up a little bit and try to like slowly pour some tea down in their mouth. That person seems like they're a little busy. I'm assuming you're the, the death talker, points to Alma. What? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Can yeah. you talk to my mammy? Uh, yeah. Whereabouts is she? She's on my mantle. On your, like, on your, okay. Yeah. She got cremated. Oh, yeah. No, that's fine. That, that, that shouldn't, um, interfere at all. Where, where's your mantle? Uh, it's downstairs. You know, like, I've got an apartment down there. Okay, yeah, no, I, I can, um, why am I talking to this person's grandmother? Uh, sight, being able to see the, um, the purple orbs. Lead me to Grammy, I guess. Well, I need to finish up with this fella right here, um, but as soon as Teller's awake, I can, I can walk you down there. Hey, y'all got any good recipes? Been running out of ideas and getting a lot bored of, of what I'm cooking. You cooking anything good lately? Uh, I made a cake recently. Oh, hell, I love cake. So today's actually um, Fletcher's uh, birthday, so this morning when we flew in, we um, uh, had a had a cake uh, before ship broke down, need to get towed. It's a whole thing. But the cake was good. It was really good. It's my favorite. What kind was it? It's a fruit cake. Is there any left over? Can, can I have some? some left over on the ship um i can't vouch for its quality given that it's been a few hours but um i'm happy to make a fresh one at some point cake is still good after a day yeah i mean cake is cake and i love cake but also i do have a kitchen no oh yes i'm assuming that's where you made the the tea that's where the tea came from well hopefully this works and they continue just to pour tea, little trickle at a time, into um, Teller's mouth. And eventually you you do see that, that Teller starts to stir and raise their hand up, rub their eye, and look around kind of squinting. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Where's the color? Oh dear. And they look over at the prism. Oh dear, where, where's Glebe? Oh my god. Hey little fella, you gotta, gotta calm down. These are my friends. That's Haku over there. That's Fletcher. Haven't met that person. They're they're a little busy. Oh, oh um I uh I'm Alma. Oh Alma, yes, and then uh-huh. uh you know you know Calix and this kith just weaving away. I don't know I don't know them yet, but That's Nail. What 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 happened? What's going on? Fletcher, you got this. Um, hey, do you remember on Spirit Island when, uh, all, all that stuff was going on? Uh, y- yes. Yeah, um, so right after that, we went to our ship, and then all the color disappeared, and we came here, and then there was another glowing thingy, and you were on the floor asleep, and I, I touched the orb, and it looks like the big purple human took Gleam, um, and knocked you out. I don't know if we've met before. Uh, oh, you mean did did you did you meet um the the teller who who um who works on Spirit Island a lot? Is that okay? oh okay yes that's that's not yeah me. tell tell her the seagull. I, I guess you have the same name. 
That was confusing. Tell her it's like one of the most common names for, for kids around my age here. Sucks because you feel like you're everyone else, but then also there's a little bit of community when you meet another teller. Do you also have scary visions? Because Seagull Teller had really scary visions. Oh, oh no, I don't get visions. I I tend to just enjoy colors and protecting them. Oh, um, well, it didn't work. I'm, I'm really sorry. Um, if, if you touch the orb, you can see the colors again, but you'll also see yourself getting bullied and knocked out, so, um, yeah. Oh, right, right before you passed out, do you remember, do you remember seeing a purple human? Yes, uh, I had never seen that before, um, and it's, it scared me, so I tried my best to protect Gleam, but I'm, I'm guessing that didn't, didn't work. No, the human's really powerful. The human also took Tor and Gren. I guess that explains the rain. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna talk to Ton's mammy if you want to join us. Talk to who? Ton's mammy. Oh, she's she's a wonderful kith. Yes, I, I might do that. Just give me a few moments. Okay, do you want a piece of candy? Yes, what, what kind do you have? Um, well, I know some of this is butterscotch, but I can't really tell. Ooh, I love butterscotch. Okay, um, I think this one's a butterscotch? Oh, I really hope it's a butterscotch. And they take it from you, unwrap it, put it in their mouth. It, it tastes like roses. It's not my favorite, but it'll do. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'll try another. And they, they take another and put it in their pocket. I think the sugar is helping me, though. That's good. Try, I'll try to stand. Hey, hey little fella, you need to, like, take it slow. Calx, can you give me a hand? Uh, yes, right away. And Calx and uh, Talon kind of slowly lift up Teller as they kind of gather their their strength, and the group starts to walk downstairs. Does anybody stay with with Nao though while they're while they're weaving? Kaku stays. As y'all start to to walk down, Calix says, "Fletcher, I think we might need some help. Can you get the doors?" Um, yeah. Uh, these doors are a lot bigger than me, though, but I, I can do it. <laughs> and y'all are, are back in the apartment, but I guess describe, again, what you do in this ritual to hopefully commune with Mammy. Yeah, so I'm gonna walk over to Mantle, and I'm gonna, uh, you know, kind of gesture at, like, the objects on the mantle and be like, is this, which one is Mammy? Yeah, there's like lots of like jars of various sizes and Ton like walks Teller over to the bed and Teller kind of lays back down uh, looking at, in the direction of the mantle and Ton comes over. Honestly, I kind of forget sometimes. Let me see. And I like go through and start like looking through them. Nope, this is just paper, some sort of spice. It, this one. And it's, it is the one like at the, at the center. Um, it looks a little bit nicer than the, than the other jars. I should really start labeling things. Do you need like, uh, candles or anything? No, 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 no. It's, it's fine. Don't worry. I, I, I got this. I take the urn and, um, almost gonna sit on the ground and you know hold this urn kind of in her in her hands in her lap she's gonna hold it and she's gonna close her eyes and she's gonna kind of just reach like mentally reach out like into the other side um using the urn and mammy's ashes as kind of a focus um to create a um path 
to Mammy in her mind through which to lead her to like corporealness in the moment. Go ahead and give me a wild check. That's a 12, baby. It seems to take a little more work than usual. You do see kind of like the misty shape of a old, tired chicken kind of off in the distance and you're trying to make this path and you can't seem to get there and you feel that whistle in your pocket once again. Alma's gonna reach into her pocket and she's gonna bring the whistle up to her lips and she's gonna blow. You use the the ghost whistle. The other side did seem a bit more misty, foggy, clouded than normal. When you blow that whistle, you hear like a high-pitched sort of sound on the other side that cuts through that fog and the misty chicken off in the distance kind of perks up, starts to float in your direction. They arrive looking very stern and say, what in tarnation is going on here? Hello, ma'am. Uh, are are you a Grammy, uh, of, of taunt? No, I'm not. I'm Mammy. Mammy, ma- my, my apologies. I'm here, um, to ask you, uh, um, an important question. Things are a little bit rough back on the, the mortal plane. And I'm told that you might have some knowledge that might help us. I guess I can help you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You um, did wake me up from from my slumber, but I'll do what I can. I heard tell that you might have some knowledge about glowing purple orbs. Uh, I think you call them thoughts mores around these parts. Yep, that's a, that I do. What can you tell me about them? I mean, they're just memories of things that happen. Most of the time, very vibrant memories, but yeah, I can see them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is there something about you that makes you able to see them uh, especially well? I mean, I was told I just had the sight and I could see them, you know? Some people just have that connection. I guess the same as you who have a connection to the, the dead, those who pass. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Alma's gonna, like, pop her head back into the mortal plane, like, hey, guys, um, so, uh, I have, I have Mammy on the, on the phone. She pitching a fit? Um, she, she is a very lovely, very pleasant, uh, woman. Was there something specific I was, other than about the thoughts more, pretty much she just said that they said she had the sight, and that she said that like I have a connection to ghosts and the dead and the other side, that people who can see the thoughts more is just have a connection to the past. Um, can you ask her why she's seen them before and who made them and where it came from and if all the colors disappeared and if she's ever seen a human and yeah 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 let's let's start let's start, let's start there. I'll, I'll I'll be right back. Uh, Alma goes back into the astral plane hey okay so when you saw them before was there like a particular reason why they showed up was there somebody who made them yeah i mean from what i've known what i was told is that they would show up when like big things happen you know like tragedies um just lots of like when when kids have big emotion they can show up okay so 
we make them in a way. Yeah, I guess you could say that. We can't control it, but I guess they do came they do come from us. Interesting. Um at, at any point in your life, uh did the colors disappear? The colors disappeared. No, I I got to a point where I couldn't see very well, but colors never disappeared. Okay. Okay, okay. And last last question. This is a big one. Have you ever seen a, a human before? And when you say that, they seem to change a little bit. They get really scared. What do you mean? You've seen I mean I me me personally? No, I have I haven't. But I have some friends who touched the orbs and I guess they saw a like big human oh gods oh gods tell, tell them tell them to stay away do whatever you can to not not go near the you feel like she's about to say something and then you're just like back in the mortal plane alma what'd she say alma 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 did, did has she does she know what the orbs are do you know where they came from well uh, um so um they said that the um, the the orbs, the, the thought swarms and stuff, come from us, come from the kith. Like pretty much, if we have like really, really, really strong emotion, so it, it, we can't really control it, but it comes from us. As as for the colors, uh, no, um, they said their vision was getting pretty bad at the end. Of, you know. Yeah, Mammy's eyes did go. But her sass never left either. <laughs> no, that's uh, still very, very real. And that there was one more thing that they mentioned. Did she tell you that nasty joke? Um, I wish. I wish. I wish. Uh, no. Um, so I asked about the He-Mans, and they got really upset about that. Wait, you asked her about humans? Yeah. Yeah, I should have warned you. She don't like them. See, Alma, humans are real. They said, stay away. They said, get as far away as you can from the He-Mans. That's what they said. Oh, what could they possibly know about He-Mans that we don't we don't know? Also, what do you what do you mean that she didn't like the He-Mans? She saw one once. Like a like a a, a live one? No, while she was doing some seeing she saw one that's what she told me and at least she was just never the same after that did she tell you what she saw she would never go into details but it changed her do, do your do your seers keep an archive of any of their visions you could probably find somebody to talk to you about it maybe go try the library maybe okay um uh here's your uh mammy back oh thank you you're welcome so with that, we pop back up to Neu. How's the weaving going? What are some things that you're going through? What are you thinking about? Because you've kind of like gone into this sort of like magical space. Haku, you start to hear Neu muttering under their breath as they are uh, weaving. And, and they have a smile and they, they seem very enthralled in the process and just being like oh this this is actually fun i had forgotten i had forgotten this feeling um and actually every time i touch this i get to see colors again this is good this is good um however and now 
begins to get a bit worried just by tapping into that memory again and again and again um, on how how like strong and powerful and scary that human is and just uh, continuing to expose themselves to to it as as they weave on their their enjoyment of it begins to like fade a little and then they they begin to finish um the the touching bits and stop stop touching the the orb and begin to you know, like try and fold the bag around it and and then as they start doing the final details on the closing they they regain a bit of that enjoyment i would say that as you stop the weaving process to put it around the orb when you come out of like this magical stupor like you're again like covered in sweat now haku you notice Neu like get up from their stool and they like start to like teeter over and i'd say at this time like fletcher and alma are probably back up as well and you all have to help Neo like walk over and finish this process and now i feel like you get a token oh yeah guys this is actually much wider and and and, and bigger than i anticipated if 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 you can grab it from from the sides um Arma, if you can go to to the top in there Hoku there and then i think between the four of us we can probably come together and close it at the top my my hands can't reach yeah 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 we got we got this yeah we got yeah. this um all right on three on three one, two, three. And now takes the, the last uh, kind of like three kind of like needle steps a- across it so that it doesn't like kind of like just, just open if we ever leave it down. Now I imagine you would have like woven some like handles for it too. So you have like little handles to like actually carry it. And the five of you, along with Teller and Ton, stand there kind of basking in this moment where you you have this thoughts more contained and now that you have it you can take it wherever you go see if other people have had experience with them and you know that like this is a step in the right direction for for figuring out what's what's happening Hey everyone, thanks for listening. You can follow QueerPG on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at QueerPGPod. QueerPG is made possible by all of you who listen and share the show. So if you like what you hear, please rate and review. It helps other people find the podcast. You can also support the show by signing up for our Patreon at patreon.com QueerPG. If you're interested in seeing transcripts for the episodes, all of those from previous episodes and episodes to come can be found on our website, QueerPG.com. Until next time.